Gracias por sintonizar nuestro podcast. Te habla tu servidor, el Pastor Mario. Esperamos que este mensaje te anime, te desafíe y hable a tu corazón. Disfruta el mensaje. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. So, we're going to go ahead and continue what we started on Sunday, which was the strategies of Satan. We, we were extending what we started last year in the, in the month of August when the Lord uh, exposed us to what the enemy was doing and what he does in order to add negative consequences to your life. If you don't remember, the enemy's focus is to merely separate you from God, the Father. His goal isn't necessarily to separate you from God, the entity, okay? God can be what we've saw in this modern time. Anything can be a God. So the, the devil isn't after your, your, your relationship with God. The devil is after your relationship with the Father. Let that be very clear, that these strategies are built around creating space between father and son slash daughter. You follow me? So, on, on Sunday we discussed the eighth strategy, and this, this evening I don't want to take too much time going over everything. You can go back and watch that. But join me in the book of Genesis chapter 3. We're going to go into the ninth strategy that I believe the, the Holy Spirit gave me as we were studying this part of scripture Genesis chapter 3 and let's take it from verse 7 moving forward verse 7 says this then the eyes of both of them were and we we discussed that the enemy's strategy is to perverse your perspective to corrupt it to turn on your perverse mode and their eyes were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. Verse 8. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? Now, do you think God knew where they were? Yes. But that question is, is so important. It's so key to what is happening because never in the history of humanity did God have to question where Adam was. And sometimes... When we read scriptures, we get used to reading them so often that we just pass over them. And as I was reading this, and, and, and even now it makes more sense, that, when, that I believe that when God was asking, Adam, where are you? It wasn't so much as a position, a physical position, but now it was, Adam, where are you? Because God, God's relationship with Adam was a relationship of covenant. It was a pact. It was a father-son connection. Adam, where are you? Almost as if he's saying, that's not where I placed you. Where are you? 
Your identity is what the devil is eagerly wanting to ensure that you don't ever walk in. If he can convince you that you are not what God says you are, he will be able to lord over you. You follow me? If the enemy can convince you that you are not indeed or in fact son of God, daughter of God, and you believe the lie, you give an opening to the devil, the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, you enable him to lord over you. So the negative consequences after that moment of now him being your Lord is a fruit. And that is why so many people live in a constant hamster wheel of destruction. They can never go anywhere because who is lording over them will never permit them to actually reach who they're supposed to be. If you've ever wondered, why am I always struggling with the same thing? Why can't I progress? What is happening? Who is your Lord? In the book of Matthew, Jesus says it himself. Many will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. We can say Christ is our Lord, but until that is a reality, lording over us is him, is he the enemy. Now Satan's ambition, everyone say ambition. His ambition was not to become God. Lucifer wasn't wanting to become God. No, he wanted to replace God. The ninth strategy that, the, that Satan uses actively is to replace what God has placed in you. The enemy can't take it away. The enemy cannot take what God gives you. He has no ability, let alone no legal ability, but he just cannot take what God places in you. What he can do, like how we illustrated on Sunday, is he can convince you to replace it. The, the devil can't physically force you to do something. He can only convince you that that action, it's good. You're not going to die. Did God really say? When Satan formed his dark ambition to replace God, what he was really saying was this. I will have no father over me. Satan no longer wanted to be under. Now he wanted to be over. To reject being fathered is the equivalent to accepting being lucifered. When you enable your pride to be what takes action, what you're doing is you are saying, I don't want to be fathered. I want to be Lucifered. Because if you don't recall, there is no in-between when it deals with the things of the kingdom. You either are in or you are either out. There is no, well, Lord, I'm just trying things out. I like this, but I don't like this. So I'm just kind of, there is no feeling it. There is no test drive. You are either fully committed or you are either not. If you are a person 
that struggles being fathered or that simply says, I don't need anyone over me, be mindful of who is your Lord. Be mindful that you, don't, you are not completely entangled with Lucifer's lies. Because the iniquity that flows through the veins of humanity stem from the act that Lucifer, who was once an angel, he no longer wanted to be fathered. And that is why it is not easy for anyone to accept authority over them. The iniquity that stems in humanity is, I don't need anyone. And I don't even want to think about someone being over me. Just ask yourself, and I, I, I ask myself all the time, and more so now, how often do I, I, I accept or reject correction from an authority figure, from someone that is said to be a father over me, or any person that holds position over me, whether that's my, my manager at work or my principal or here in church, or, or anyone that, that, that leads me in age. It is man's natural reaction to reject being fathered. It is our first response. If Ask yourself, meditate, look deep within, and ask yourself, do I, am I an easy person that I allow someone to father me, or do I consistently put up barriers, walls? Do I push myself away? Do I isolate myself to avoid being put in a position that I have to expose myself in any way, shape, or form? This iniquity was the heart of the ambition to replace God and to get rid of what God represented. It was the ambition to displace God's place in his life so that he, Lucifer, could do whatever he wanted. Which is the base, it's the foundation of sin. It's, the, it's, it's one of the pillars of the satanic church. If, I, if you remember a couple months or last year, I shared to you a couple of the statements that come from the satanic Bible that is, satanic uh, church, that one of them is do what makes you happy. Do whatever you want to do. Sin is doing whatever you want to do without accountability, without any type of overwatch, without any type of anything. Do what you want. Lucifer, having rejected God as father, was cast out of heaven and thrown out from fathering. And because he lost it, now his ambition, his goal is to sow seeds of fatherlessness into the hearts of those whom he can lord over. If he can lord over you, he can sow into you those little seeds of fatherlessness. The more influence that you allow the enemy to sit over you, the deeper and more fruitful those seeds become. Adam in this moment hid himself 
for the first time in his life, he felt he needed to hide from Father. Why? Why? Why did that automatically become his first reaction? Because Father provides acceptance. The fatherless or the orphans, they, they are what? Rejected. So what the enemy sows into the hearts of those that he can lord over is, you are rejected. That's what you are. Because Lucifer himself is an orphan, and he wants everyone to be like him. He wants to replace sonship from God with orphanhood with Satan. Again, he, he has no business in fathering you. No, he has every ambition to make you an orphan. He wants you to be fatherless. His, his, his goal is for you to be fatherless. Because to reject the fathering of God is to embrace the heart of Lucifer. The heart of Lucifer is Father X. Don't need it. Don't want it. It's everything that opposes who we know Papa is. And sin, he will use sin to entice you to eat from the promises of this world. He will tell you that the world is good and it will provide good things for you. But what he doesn't say is that the, the fruits of this world, the, the, the benefits of this world, will rot. And whatever rots inside of you, does it make you feel good? I unknowingly one, one day ate moldy bread. I don't blame my wife, I blame myself. Because as I was eating the sandwich... Something didn't taste right. It was a little bit like chalky, but I just kept chewing, saying maybe she used a different cheese or something. I, whatever, I'm going to keep eating it. Again, I don't blame my wife. I blame myself. And as I was eating that moldy, nasty bread, I didn't know until I did this. When I saw that, I said, dear heavens, what have I done? And sure enough, the next day, my stomach was not in a godly place. I, had, I, I just felt really uncomfortable. My system was like, this needs to get out of you fast, and I felt in pain. And it didn't feel good having that moldy, rotten substance inside of me. Now, it happened because, not because there was malice in her heart. No, because I wasn't simply vigilant. I tasted it before I ate it, but I didn't do anything about it. And we often allow, we see things, we hear things, we taste things, and we're like, mm, this kind of feels weird. Eh, it'll be all right. Next thing we know, we have resentment in our hearts, in the pit of our stomachs, and we don't know why. 
Next thing you know, we are extremely irritable for no reason, and we lose our joy, and we lose our, our, our self-control, and we lose our patience, and we, lose our, and we start to lose things, and we don't understand why, and it's just the devil sowing into you, and you don't even notice. I don't even notice. He takes difficult moments, and he'll flip them, making you always be the one that gets sown into what he loves to sow, which is fatherlessness. Now, for, for a while, we've always set the definition of sin to mean what? What, is, what does sin mean? To miss the mark, right? If you go into it deeper, missing the mark is half of it. But if you really look at what missing the mark represents, it's you miss the Father. And you live an orphan life. Because if you live in sin... You are not with the Father. So you're missing the Father. You're missing the point of being fathered. The point of being fathered is not to get you to stop sinning. (laughs) The point of being fathered is not to, now you're going to stop sinning magically. You're no longer going to sin. No, the point of being fathered is so that you, in your humanity and your spirituality and everything you possess you become an extension of who he is does that produce good consequences yes that's why there's fruits of the spirit when you were once unable to be patient now you have patience when you were once when you had now you had no self-control now you have it Does it make you perfect? Never. Perfection in our humanity will never arrive. But perfection in our spirit is what we are anticipating to receive and to have when we enter eternity with Papa. Now, just to briefly go over it, because I don't want to miss the really important things that I want to share. Characteristics of an orphan, and I'm sure we can go on and on about this, But orphans have no name. They don't belong to a what? Family. What does that mean? The first thing that the devil tries to replace is, you don't belong to God. You, son of God? Really, Kevin? You remember what you did? When you were a 15-year-old boy, you remember what you did with, you remember what you did, you remember what you did, you remember what you said, you remember what you, you call yourself that? Orphans have no name. Because the enemy simply wants to replace your identity, who you are. And if father doesn't father you, then anything else can influence you. If, if Father's influence does not sit over your life, anything else, literally anything else, will have influence over you. And when anything and everything has influence over you, you're pleasing everybody but God. Which brings the second characteristic that is so important. Orphans have a mentality, a mentality of it's all about works. 
And I, I love this phrase that I read from the Sonship book that says, if I do something important, then I'll be someone important. If that was true, Kevin Gamas is the most unimportant person in the history of history. So I've, I've, I don't have the cure for cancer. I'm not this intelligent inventor. I didn't change energy uh, power. I, I didn't discover a new element. I haven't done anything important enough to be somebody before the eyes of man. But before the eyes of a father, I'm somebody. You are somebody. You have a seat at the table. But see, orphans don't believe that they belong anywhere, so they believe that they have to do something in order to get the approval of someone. Orphans receive nothing from no one. And that mentality of not having anything or anyone to receive from, they do everything on their own ability. I don't need help. I've been on my own my whole life. I can do it by myself. I don't need no man. I don't need no woman. I don't need help. I don't need counseling. I don't need anything. I can do it by myself. It's just the cries of an orphan who has never gotten anything from anyone. And I think a pretty obvious one is you struggle or orphans struggle with generosity. I think that one speaks for itself. You can't give because you don't have. Or what you do have, you don't believe in giving it away because no one's ever given you anything. Because you've believed a lie that you don't need help from anyone. Because you believe a lie that you have to do something to earn the acceptance. Because you've believed a lie that you have no name. I, I, I have discovered something about the enemy's tactics that has enabled me to see things a little bit more clearly as far as my life and in my struggles and in my personal life and who I am and things that I want to have broken off me. The devil uses a string always, always connects one thing to the other. If you can't be generous, he, it's connected to an orphan mindset that says, no one's ever given me anything, so why am I going to give anything to anybody? That's, and that mentality stems from, I have to do something in order to be accepted, which that mentality stems from, I don't have a name, so I have to make a name for myself, which all of that comes from, I'm not fathered by anybody. So everything influences me. And it's so frustrating to see the influence of the enemy just run rampage in the youth of America today. Because now, if you didn't know, there's a term called, there's a term that's, that uh, now they're using to be uh, gender fluid. You know what gender fluid means? It means whatever you want it to be. Whatever you feel like in this moment, right now I feel like a man. But in 20 minutes, I, I kind of feel like I, I'm not a man or a woman anymore. But tomorrow, oh, tomorrow I feel like a woman. 
But on Friday, I'm a man. <clears throat> I'm a man. Gender, now there's gender fluid, being gender fluid. People who struggle with that same sex attraction or that lack of um, ability to recognize who, who God made them to be are just people that have been lied to. Are people that have believed a lie. They were just like, they're just like you and I. The difference is the lie that we believed are different lies, but we still believed in lies. But see, it took a father to send a son to save the rest of his children. But now the father says, now that you've experienced my fathering, now that you've broken off that mindset of, of that Luciferian mentality, and you see the father that I am, you need to father the lost. When the, when the Holy Spirit spoke that to me, I froze. Because this is, this is what God is saying. This is what Papa says. They're sinners. They're just different sinners than you. You didn't sin in, in same-sex attraction, but you sinned in everything else. If I redeemed you, why can't they be redeemed? What you have is a father now. What they lack is a father Show them the father that I am. I know that it's really easy to automatically put barriers with other sinners. If we're being honest. We see people sin differently and we think, oh, I'm, at least I'm not that bad. <laughs> but sin before the father is sin. There's no level and that's another lie of the enemy, that there's levels of sin. Sin is sin, folks. <laughs> there's no... <laughs> it's, it's so funny how people say, well, at least I'm not that bad. So you're, now you're ranking how good being bad is? You're either really good at being bad or you're really bad at being bad. If that makes sense to you. People try to rank, well, I'm not, that, I'm not as bad as her. Yeah, but you're still bad. But I'm not that bad. Bad is bad. <laughs> because remember, they will call what is good and what is bad they will call. Do you not see what is happening in modern times today? What, and it's so, oh my goodness, I can go on and on and on and on and on. Nowadays, if you don't use the term cis, male or cis female you are inadvertently or you are simply using um hate speech because you are not identifying yourself correctly the term straight is being erased if you didn't understand or no using the term straight male and straight female is now considered hostile vocabulary because that's not proper terminology. And proper terminology says you are cis. You are not, there is no such thing as straight. And then I get a ruler and said, then what is this? Hmm. 
what they are calling, what the enemy is doing is replacing what God created. Again, the devil can't take away what God gave you or gave me. He can only convince you to make the decision. He can only sow the seed. You're the one that chooses, hmm, this is actually good or this is not godly. You're either going to eat the moldy sandwich or you're going to notice something doesn't taste right. I've eaten thousands of sandwiches before. Thousands. I love sandwiches. And I, and I, I love the way that my wife makes them. I just, I just enjoy them a lot. You can ask her. I always ask her. for. I ate two of them coming this way. I will say that this time I did check the crust. But b- lack of, of observation or simply being apathetic is what is destroying the strong, Christ-centered, faith-foundational home that we've all grown up in. The war against traditional marriages and traditional households is real, church. It is a real battle. We are starting to become outnumbered. Man and woman is what God is establishing. But what the enemy is sowing is gender fluid with gender fluid. Whatever you want to be with, whatever you want to be. Somebody made a joke that I read. Um, I forgot where I read it, but they were saying, God promised to not flood the earth again, but he didn't say about burning it. And I thought, oh, that's actually right true. He never said he, he wouldn't burn it again or burn it. And it's, it's, an, it's, it's an incredible thing that when I was growing up, when I was in high school, you didn't hear the terms that we hear today. There was mom and there was dad. There was boy and there was girl. But now, in the classrooms, we have meetings because kids don't identify as certain genders anymore. We have students that have to use our teacher bathrooms because they don't identify with a certain thing and they don't feel comfortable using a general bathroom, so we have to give up our bathroom for them. I'm thinking, you're going to the bathroom. Bathroom doesn't care what gender you are. What comes out of you is the same thing that comes out of me. Not ordinary men and women. Men and women who pertain to faith, who have so-called calls themselves Christians or sons of God or daughters. And this is what's slowly happening so many believers now today. That the enemy is re- develop your negatives. The longer you stay in fear, the harder it becomes to move in faith. The longer you ponder about the things of, well, this can't happen, it's too big, it's too small. More and more difficult to move in faith. The longer you stay in fear, the easier in thoughts. The longer you stay in fear, the deeper the roots of orphanhood go. Fear not. <laughs> fear not. You know what's funny to me? Not being important, no. Because if you live in and that automatically draws in fire, it draws in challenges. 
But fear says, uh-uh, no one's going to do this to me again. And let me just tell you something that I thought was, was amazing. Lucifer, the incredible and amazing thing that is the fatherhood of, of heaven. Lucifer knows. I mean, Lucifer was not just this ordinary thing. He was called the morning star for a reason. He had instruments within himself who played beautiful sounds that we can't rep. don't want to know why the music industry than he does in any other avenue. It is easier to influence someone through music. Because, and this is how powerful music can be. I chose to subtract secular music time. I'll be shuffling through my music, my personally downloaded music, and the sandwich. But sometimes it's the ones that are closest to us that whisper more orphanhood than fathering. Because again, our Father who art in heaven, He does not lie. He cannot deny His he cannot deny his word. Not break truth. Truth is his word. His word is truth. Satan just simply wants to replace. Picked Peter. Picked you. And he picked me. And I'm 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 thankful that I was at least chosen. See, because Lucifer doesn't get grace. See, because Lucifer doesn't get grace. And that's what kills him. Because we do. See, Lucifer had it all. Pause right there. Pause right there. See, if we're honest, see? <laughs> to the Father, we're perfect. Just the way. We've been changing each other. We're not, we have lost sight of what relationship is. It's not changing one another. It's representing the Father's love. That produces, that produces renewal. Remember, renewal versus retraining. Everything Papa does is for good reasons. Regard How do I know that? Because he saw. Danny, you are redeemed. We don't use them simply because we think they're overused. But let me tell you, church, again, to solicit, they're under repair that for years. And God's called them for a reason. He's called you and he's called me for reason. Transforming so many churches that have been um, shows or pageants. And it, 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 it blows my mind how their way services here. I see the birth of Christ, but I don't see a part. We're going to go through who's over it. When you start to feel this mind, this, these thoughts I'm having, they're not what I see the bad and the. Don't be afraid to speak truth. Yes, my father said it. I'm a daughter. I am who he says that I am. When we learn to actually use, when you instill truth, lies have no influence.
Your perspective changes. Your my mind, it's it's it it sounds it sounds too good to be true. In my natural humanistic mind, I'm thinking, what do you mean a place where pain doesn't exist? What do you mean there's a place where I don't have to pretend ever again? And there's a place that is all love and all security and all harmony. What do you what do you mean fight what the enemy doesn't take? Fearing, dragging ourselves through the mud, losing our joy and forgetting our first love. No. Lord, you, over, you overcame it so that we can endure it. Never we can endure it. Never said that we would lose our joy. You never said that we would lose our passion, our boldness, our determination, or even our faith. You tell us to fear not because you replace what's good with what he defines as good. We hold steadfast to your truth. You are in control. You're on the throne. And there is nothing the enemy can do that will ever take you off it. And in that truth, we showing us attention you pay to our lives. We thank you. We bless you. And we pray this in the magnificent name of Jesus. Templo, please. The we hope you have an amazing night, and we'll see you all together Sunday morning.